0: So if you'd like to support me and the show, head to patreon.com slash show, and for as little as five bucks a month, you can define yourself as more than just a fan. You'll be an official member of the Legion. Hope to see you there. Light beams down on
1: the planet below. The unstable matter on the surface has still not been contained. Racing to the scene, Captain Marvel zooms in to save this world. It is then that she appears on scene and takes in the devastation this unknown material was creating, but then sees alongside it stands Wonder Woman. Now she's taking in the scene and figuring out a solution. However, Captain Marvel mistakes the hero for the cause and then zips down to neutralize her believed threat. It's Diana versus Carol. It's Warrior of Truth versus Warbird. It's Wonder Woman versus Captain Marvel, today on Who Would Win?
0: And welcome to another episode of Who Would Win? A show that completely ignores anything important happening in the world, and instead focuses on a fictional battle between two characters from the worlds of comic sci-fi, and fantasy. I'm your host, James Gavsey, and as always, I'm joined by the legendary Ray Stekanis. Today's episode is a heavyweight championship in the geek culture versus type battles. And these two combatants have been on a collision course ever since the Who Would Win podcast was first created. In one corner, you have Wonder Woman, a warrior princess of the Amazons, known for her unmatched combat skills, magical weaponry, and considered to be the ultimate warrior of the DC universe. In the other corner, you have Captain Marvel, a hero wielding cosmic powers in order to defend the Marvel universe with strength and determination. As usual, I did the patented Who Would Win Google Test just as how many times this matchup has been discussed, and of course. This battle has been discussed thousands and thousands of times and truth be told this was one of the matchups I used to pitch the concept of the Who Would Win podcast years ago which is why it's finally getting the Who Would Win treatment today. Ray, what are your thoughts on today's battle?
1: I'm always excited first off to get, you know, the the lady participants involved. I think sometimes this show can skew a little bit too heavy into dude bro battles and I don't like that. I want to get some diversity. I want to get some some not-men fighting on the show. I actually really like it when we have a woman character against a man character. I never know what the right way to describe these things is. They're all just characters at the end of the day. I just like to see us doing something that we don't always do. Let's let the dude bros have a week off, and let's make it ladies' night on the Who Would Win
0: show. Look, regardless of how you describe the fight, all I can see is that you have two titans of the comic book industry of the comic book world of geek culture going at it. It's a Marvel versus DC matchup extraordinaire. I mean, this is the battle that brings out the nerds, the geeks, all those people who would give their eye teeth to go to comic-con. So Ray, I think you and I are both right. This is just a battle that's going to make everyone go crazy. And when you have this classic DC versus Marvel matchup, it's important to have a judge who will represent the sheer magnitude and importance. This battle will have on geek culture for hundreds of years. No, thousands of years to come. So making their first appearance on the Who Would Win show, it's the host of the What's on Joe Mind podcast. It's Podcaster Extraordinaire, of course. It's mike Rizzari. Mike, welcome to Who Would Win.
2: Thanks for having me, guys. I-, I appreciate it. I suppose this means I should throw out the notes that I had accumulated before, uh, because I was under the impression that today's bout was between the Care Bear Cousins versus the Biscuits. So I guess that's out.
0: That's next week's episode
2: next okay week's episode. All right. we, we all save right. yeah. all
1: care bears material for robert clark chan
2: okay fair enough uh i understand that i i get that uh but no i i'm actually i'm far more fired up for this matchup than i was for that one so so thank you thank you very much for for that treatment
0: look there's a lot of pressure on you especially as a first-time judge for the hood Win show but before we get into all this please tell the legion of audience our faithful fan base what you've been up to
2: well what have i been up to oh my for the last almost 13 years i've been the host of what's on joe mind or a host of what's on joe mind we've we've rotated through some cast over that time uh we will be as i said 13 years old this arbor day but we are a, a gi joe news podcast uh, we get together we talk up what's been going on in the our favorite fandom uh, the gi joe fandom i am assisted with uh my duties there with by a, a former head of marketing for gi joe at hasbro mark weber and by my brother rob who is a, a comic book geek extraordinaire and and we got usually some guest to come on and 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 shine a light on either a special project or a particular piece of gi joe history and if it all sounds very uh, gi joe intensive i assure you we stray from the point at almost every opportunity uh, so if you just like uh seeing a bunch of dudes sitting around and and uh and talking up whatever pops into their head what's on Joe mind has some allure for you too so please join us we are live every Tuesday night on YouTube on our YouTube channel or you can also find the audio replays wherever your podcasts are gathered yeah we've we've taken in uh, go, going on two million
0: hits over the years it's it's been a fun ride I love it okay so the fact that you've got this gi Joe centric podcast and G.I. Joe has had crossovers with Transformers and different types of you know comic book IP throughout the years. This makes you possibly quite the perfect judge for today's battle. Uh, I'm hoping you don't have a bias either way, because I know Ray's bringing a lot to this, and I am an insane Wonder Woman fan. Nothing against Captain Marvel. She's great, but I really, really love Wonder Woman for all of the different reasons you can love. Like, the ultimate badass warrior of DC Comics. I'm insanely hyped for this fight, Just the Red Bull consumption alone today on my part has been criminal, (laughs) but I'm all for it. Ray, are you feeling this right now? Are you up for today's battle?
1: Yes, James, I am fired up for this battle. I am excited. I've told you I'm excited. You know I'm excited. I've won with Captain Marvel before.
0: I'm ready to win again. All right, then it's time to get it on. Ray, please do us the honors and announce today's matchup. Representing DC Comics,
1: the Amazon who's always in her prime, Wonder Woman. And representing Marvel Comics, the hero who's so powerful, they named the entire cinematic universe after her, Captain Marvel.
0: Exactly what happened, by the way. Exactly
1: what happened. That's crazy. She's not good. I mean, that's
0: some forward thinking. That is some brilliance right there. Yeah, she didn't even appear until, like, movie 17, and yet there it is. Wow. Well done, right now. Before we go any further, let's go over the basics of a Who Would Win match. Now, each team will make three points. Keep in mind that the Who would Win match is a random encounter in a neutral location with no prior knowledge or prep time allowed and the debater has to stay within the confines of the character. And when it comes to determining the actual winner, it's the judge who has the final say who will determine which character lost based on death, incapacitation, or battlefield removal with no outside interference being allowed. Remember, you can always check out all of the rules on our website at www.whowouldwinshow.tv. And before we get started, don't forget to visit the official Who Would Win store. Visit www.whowouldwinsstore.com to get your hands on some great Who Would Win shirts and merch. And now, let's get to the tale of the tape for both of our combatants. Ray, please give us the details for Captain Marvel. Carol
1: Danvers, a.k.a. Captain Marvel, is a high-level hero in the Marvel comic book and cinematic universes. I'm doing the comic book version today. She was created by Roy Thomas and Gene Colan and first appeared in Marvel Superheroes number 13 all the way back in 1968. Carol Danvers was born of a human father and a Cree mother. She became an Air Force pilot and later a CIA agent whose DNA ended up getting fused with a hero named Marvel during an explosion. Now, this brand new Carol is seen to be super strong, durable, fast, and possess the ability to absorb and expel massive amounts of energy. She's a member of the Avengers and often shows up when the stakes are at their highest. Fun fact, if you know the Captain Marvel movie, and you should, then you know that she has a pet cat that's actually an alien flurkin whose name is Goose. This is mostly the same in the comic books with one major difference, that being the name. While his name is Goose in the MCU, in the comics, his name is Chewie, like Chewbacca. Now, it's not hard to see that when bringing that character to life in the movies, that had to change at some point, even though I guess at this point Disney owns all of it. So who even cares? Doesn't matter. His name's Goose and not Chewie. Get over it. And that is Captain Marvel.
0: I mean, they reference Star Wars at different points within the MCU. So, you know, Chewie wouldn't have been like, it kind of makes, I'm just saying, the missing opportunity is all I'm saying. Just,
1: and don't even spell it, you know, C H E W I E.
0: Spell it like the pet supply brand that mails giant boxes to your house. Eh, problem solved. And that's some good product placement tie-ins right there, Ray Stigane. See, you're using your mind right here, Ray. You are improving. Don't let anyone say you're not. Give All us right. a now, call, Chewy. I need that check. Well done, Ray. Now, here are the details for Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, a.k.a. Diana Prince, first appeared in All-Star Comics number 8 back in 1941 and was created by William Marston. And this will also be the version of Wonder Woman that I'll be using for today's episode, the comic book version. Now, Wonder Woman is an Amazon warrior princess and one of the most powerful superheroes in the DC universe. As a daughter of Hippolyta and Zeus, she was given power by the gods to fight against evil in all its forms. Although she was raised entirely by women on the island of Themyscira, she was sent as an ambassador to what was labeled as the man's world and her secret identity is Diana Prince. Throughout her storied history, Wonder Woman has been a founding member of the Justice League while standing shoulder to to shoulder with superheroes like Batman and Superman to form what we call DC's Trinity. And here's an interesting fact about Wonder Woman. Did you know that Wonder Woman had a very different philosophy towards criminals and villains when she was first created? It's true. Right now we see Batman scaring the heck out of criminals, Superman trying to reform them, and Wonder Woman being the only one of DC's Trinity who has really kind of no problem killing an opponent if that's the best alternative available. Evidently, things were very, very, and I mean very different back in the 1940s when all three of these characters were first introduced. Back then... Superman used to hang criminals off of office buildings and in the air by their ankles in order to scare them. Batman used to carry guns and shoot people. Oh, well, they died. And Wonder Woman was the only one of them who went out of their way to try to reform criminals by bringing them to, you guessed it, a place called Reform Island. Hmm. Yes, that was an actual thing back then. And now you have the facts on both opponents. Mike, do you have any questions before we get started? You
2: answered you both answered the the big one that I had and that I was wondering which version of these iconic characters we were going to be dealing with and that is comic books and frankly it's the one I'm best healed
0: in anyway. So I that's that's good. This is what I'm talking about. We are about to have an epic Marvel versus DC crossover event. Let's get this party started. Ray, hit us with your point number one. Point number one for Captain Marvel. Let's just talk about some of the basics,
1: some of the physicals. We got to get Captain Marvel's base level of power understood because she has, through her abilities, with the Marvel et cetera, she has enhanced physicals to a beyond superhero level. She has a strength, power. She once ripped a Venom host out of Venom. Venom walked up to her, She stuck her hand in venom and just pulled out the dude that was inside the symbiote. You can't just do that walking down the street. You have to have a supreme level of strength and power to do it. She once picked up and hoisted a celestial. Those are are powerful, large creatures right there. One of her wildest feats that I didn't know about, she used her impressive strength against a character named Absorbing Man. Absorbing Man is very, very tough. Her cape was somehow impermeable and she grabbed her cape, put it over his face, and then held it on a giant-sized Absorbing Man till eventually he could not breathe, and he passed out. I didn't know capes could do that. I didn't know Captain Marvel could do that. I didn't know Absorbing Man needed to breathe. Anyway, it's an incredible feat that she was able to do. Her go-to move when fighting against, you know, not characters, not spaceships, but fleets of spaceships, because that's what she does. Her go-to move is, right, she either just flies directly through the spaceship, creating a whole bunch of explosions and uh, spaces where the air you know, would get sucked out into open space, and she either just flies through it repeatedly and blows it up, or, my other favorite move, she grabs another spaceship and then flings it at a different spaceship, destroying both of them. That is outrageous, to go up into space grab a spaceship with two hands and say, get over there like your Scorpion from Mortal Kombat and then blow them both up absolutely ridiculous levels of power. She got into a fight against the Hulkbuster. Now, I don't need to remind you. Hulkbuster armor's intention is to fight a creature whose strength can never be stopped, to fight somebody so strong that literally there is no upper level to its strength. That's the Hulkbuster. Well... She got into a fight with the Hulkbuster and just beat it so hard that pieces started flying off of it. And not just that, she one shot a T-Rex. You fight a dinosaur, you end up in my argument. Great job, Captain Marvel. But then she's got more than strength, speed. Somebody shot a missile at her, she slapped it away like it was nothing. She has remarked that she is so fast and so mentally strong that time slows to a crawl when she is in battle. Literally, she moves like Quicksilver in that one X-Men movie, running around and nobody's moving. That's how she perceives time. She can fly lightning fast. She flies faster than fighter jets and is caught up to an ICBM missile. Vision, vision, pretty important, impressive character. She moves so fast he couldn't react to it. She fought against Ronan the Accuser, who couldn't even land a hit on her in combat because she was moving too fast for him to tag. And finally, durability. She's done my favorite thing, which I will mention every single time. She has fallen from orbit, hit the earth and got up and walked away from it. You do that, you get a spot on my list. She's tanked bullets straight to the forehead and she gets hit sometimes by these upper powered characters so hard that she hits a planet and leaves a crater behind and then gets up and keeps on fighting. In fact, strong characters that she's tanked hits from and kept going as if nothing happened include Gamora, the Super Scroll, the Hulkbuster armor, Wonder Man, Ronan the Accuser, Gladiator, Punisher in the War Machine armor, and of course, Thanos. You're taking shots from Thanos and you're still moving. Wonder Woman, while powerful, while impressive, it's just not going to be enough to keep down base level Captain Marvel. And that's my point number one.
0: So much to push back on this. Okay, I love Captain Marvel. Really interesting character with some ups and downs in terms of personal character arcs which just make them even better okay you know destroying fleets of spaceships look i love watching that whether it's a cinematic universe or an animation or even in comic books wonder woman's done that a whole lot too uh especially in the dc universe of course when they have to fight you know super with when she's fighting alongside with superman or what have you and they're out in the galaxy somewhere fighting spaceships she'll go through them like it's going through tissue paper it's just fun to watch her do that very cool thing uh, love how you really exaggerate the Hulkbuster. The Hulkbuster the armor, great you know, device, great armor, and what have you, is not designed to go up in strength to an infinite level like the Hulk is, of course, and it has severe limitations in a whole bunch of different ways. Look, if you can still take chunks off of it, that's impressive, just not in Wonder Woman's base form league whatsoever. Uh, I'm glad you were, You kind of also compared her speed to Quicksilver in terms of like how fast she goes. She is absolutely fast, Because Wonder Woman's more like the Flash. Everyone knows Flash is way faster than Quicksilver. More on that later. And, you know, I, I get it. She's fallen from Earth and got back up. You know who else did that recently? Batman. Batman fell from orbit, survived it, got up, was actually ticked off that it happened, and walked off. So I'm glad she's as durable and as powerful as Batman. Because I love Batman, that's fantastic. But let me get to my point number one. And my point number one, let's talk about Wonder Woman's base powers and abilities. Let's just kind of trade off and see what happens. Now, there's a reason why Wonder Woman is part of DC's trinity with Superman and Batman. I've said it before. And one of these reasons is her, I call it ungodly set of powers. She has super speed and can fly. She's listed as being able to fly much faster than the speed of light. She's defeated some of the DC Universe's speedsters by matching their speed. In fact, she's even faster than some of the Flash characters. She's listed in the top 10 fastest characters in the DC universe. I mentioned this point before. In one example of insane super speed, she had to protect someone from over billions of shards of this magical crystal coming at her from every angle at high speeds. And she blocked all of them. And by doing so was somehow calculated moving at millions of times, the speed of light. In fact, DC writer, Josh Williamson kind of answered the question of which 10 characters would win in a hypothetical foot race to you know, talking about speed. Wonder woman came in seventh, beating two more, of the stereotypical Flash speedsters, one of them being Kid Flash. Of course, she's got Superman-level strength. I didn't say superhuman, I said Superman. Uh, you know, Superman may be a bit stronger, but not by much. When it's time to move the moon or even the Earth, the team of powerhouses called upon to do it consistently pretty much has Wonder Woman in it. And at the very least, she's powerful enough to move one-third of the Earth, although many believe she's one of the few people who can move the Earth with their bare hands. Her strength is often described as matching that of Earth, That's a thing in her godlike, you know, given talent for having strength. So at minimum, she has a planet's worth of strength. Whatever that means, I don't know. Her strength is actually listed as being greater than Hercules. To put that in perspective, Shazam has the strength of Hercules. So Wonder Woman technically is stronger than Shazam. She's also super durable. She's able to take full punches from Superman. Keep going. She's fought Doomsday. So, you know, easily went through a black hole. Tanks nukes like it's no problem. She was durable enough to redirect a blast, an energy blast from the combined combined power of the Olympian gods, as in all of them. She's durable to magical attacks. That's not going to hurt her. If that's enough, she tanked the infinite mass punch. When the flash goes from zero to infinite mass instantly, he hits way harder than anything else. And she tanked that four times in a row. Now, in terms of bullets hurting her, I know some people say, oh, bullets are going to pierce or whatever. That's not the case at all. She's actually walked through a barrage of bullets to the face like it was nothing. And she was smiling while she was doing it. It takes a lot to hurt her. And that's because she has a, even if something did hurt her, it'd be really hard because she's got a healing factor. And although that healing factor is not on the Deadpool Wolverine level, it's not far behind. It still heals her within a few panels of a comic book. So if somehow she does get cut, she'll heal from in seconds. Not that it matters because Captain Marvel isn't known for cutting her opponent with any type of weapons. That's a thing. Fun fact, Wonder Woman can tank reality warping and time manipulation attacks which means if somehow reality is warped around her or time is slowed down, she can resist it and not let her affect her. She's got super senses, super hearing, super smell, super tactile sensitivity. And all that means is try to sneak up on her, try to teleport from behind, whatever. She can feel the difference in the air pressure, temperature, whatever it is. Batman can't sneak up or sneak away from Wonder Woman. That's crazy because he can do that to Superman, not to her. She can see the souls of people and magic. She can actually look in to see someone and see what they're all about. She's going to see conflict within Carol Danvers because this is someone who's a former alcoholic. She's had personality issues. You know, her power's been drained by Rogue, the whole thing. She's got a lot of interesting things about her. That's going to come into play. Wonder Woman can use that against her. She's got super powerful breath, can make you know hurricanes with all that. That's really cool. And she's got super stamina. Listen, Captain Marvel's got great stamina. She can fight at full power, I believe, for a day. Wonder Woman can do that for years. And her powers aren't even close to being the best parts of this character. That's why I love Wonder Woman. All that is my point number one.
1: See, the, you, you you gave up a little bit too much there, James Gavsey. You mentioned that Carol Danvers did have a problem with the drink. She has had her powers taken away before, but that didn't stop her from being a valued member of the team of the Avengers. Even when she didn't have any powers, that's her willpower was such that she kept being a great superhero even without them until they came back. In short, she has overcome way more adversity than Wonder Woman has in her own property, and I thank you, James, for putting that on the table. Oh, and speaking of which, oh yeah, she did do a lot of stuff with Superman, didn't she? She did do a lot of stuff with the Justice League, all the iterations. It's almost like those characters. she needs those characters in order to do the things that she needs to do. In fact, when doesn't she fight with a team? Because it seems like all the time she's fighting next to Superman, and it's real easy to look good when Superman's taking everybody out for you. And you mentioned Shazam's power. Great. Shazam is very powerful. You're right. Captain Marvel on the Who Would Win show already beat him once. And that wasn't even a problem. So Graham, glad we're starting with a character, James, you're making comparisons to that she's already beaten. Last thing to mention, she's very, very smart as well. And I think a lot of that with Captain Marvel, she put things together quickly. She was once in orbit with the Hulk and she threw the Hulk down and hit her target, which was an enemy on the surface of the planet. The ability to calculate that and put it together means that she is beyond genius level intellect. When it comes to packing a punch, she knows
0: where to hit. Nowhere is it listing her as a genius. And this is someone who's also a fan of Captain Marvel. All good stuff, Ray Sicanus. Let's see what a judge has to say about this. Mike, you've heard one point from both Ray and myself. Where is your head at so far with this battle?
2: In regards to the physical abilities of of both of these combatants, Ray made a point of of Carol Danvers losing her powers. I, I would remark that Wonder Woman... Spent some time without powers in the 70s as well, and still had enough clout to carry a superhero title during that time. So, I I, again, I'd I'd just go with a push there. That's really, in in regards to power, I think that's what we have. We have a push. Um, Wonder Woman has long been one of the standard bearers over at DC, and Marvel for many, many years. And this is going to, I'm going to step outside of comic book stories for a second and talk marketing so everybody can can glaze over for just a couple seconds. Marvel has always wanted to have a female hero that they could promote at the same level. They tried Spider-Woman for a while, they've tried Sue Storm for a while, they tried Storm for a while, uh, and none of those really clicked because they didn't have the clout of a Wonder Woman. And I think they finally figured out that Carol Danvers, as, as Captain Marvel, could become that hero. And so, story-wise, they kind of leveled her up to match and i think that's the whole point so if we're just looking at physical ability i I don't think there's an edge to be had i think you're both right you know uh so if if there's going to be a decisive knockout punch in this fight it's not going to come because one lady's tougher than the other
0: interesting stuff that i completely disagree with but whatever you're the judge we go by what you have to say, but I love how competitive this already is. This battle just got even crazier than I could have ever expected. We'll be right back for point number two. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... And we're back. Ray, let's see what you've got. Hit us with your point number two.
1: Point number two for Captain Marvel. And I'm glad you think that what we've said so far shows them as equals physically, because when I take it up a level, it's going to make this so much more obvious. But the things to mention here, she has more abilities than Wonder Woman does. Wonder Woman has a couple pieces of magical equipment. Sure, I don't think they do a lot against Captain Marvel, to be honest with you. She gets in that invisible jet. Captain Marvel just throws a spaceship into it and it's gone, right? However, Captain Marvel flies. I know Wonder Woman very, very recently gained the ability to fly as well, but let's face it, she hasn't been flying for very long. She, needs, she needed that jet for decades. Captain Marvel's been flying ever since she got her powers, and she's been flying at an elite level. Ridiculously fast. She goes from the surface of the planet up to the moon in mere seconds. She can move dazzlingly fast. I don't know that Wonder Woman can necessarily keep up with her if this becomes an aerial battle. But the other things that Captain Marvel can do that I don't think Wonder Woman can do is have a ranged attack. She shoots energy blasts, and I would like to believe enough energy blasts of a high enough intensity eventually would wear down and bring down Wonder Woman who needs to get close to Captain Marvel in order to do any damage. But Captain Marvel does not need to get close to Wonder Woman to do that same damage. She can control the power of her blast. She can have it be very, very soft, so it doesn't kill humans, or she can ramp it up to the highest levels to to blow up airplanes, to blow up spaceships, buildings, planets. And not only that, she can turn her energy blast into a force field as well. She's been able to use it to contain uh, energy and damage at her and then shoot it back in. Her beam was able to match Iron Man's best beam that he's ever done, and she was able to defeat that, match it, defeat it, be good with it. This beam has wrecked high-level characters. We're talking characters like, you know, the Sentinel, the Hulkbuster, sure. But also Proxima Midnight, you know, one of Thanos' crew. Uh, This guy essentially wrecks teams of superheroes by himself, but yet the energy beam was able to take him out. So you know that it's packing a massive punch. But not only does she expend energy, she absorbs energy as well, right? Obviously, she absorbs energy blasts. Any type of an energy attack essentially is a nerf gun against her. But she also can absorb the the elements around her. She absorbed the heat of re-entry coming into orbit, right? That's a pretty big deal. She absorbs energy that is shot at her and hit her with, and then sends it back even harder. You've seen the Black Panther movies and what the vibranium suit can do. It eats the impact of energy, and then it expels that energy back tenfold. But she's also absorbed cosmic energy before. That's the highest level in the Marvel Universe, right? She has absorbed ambient light. Whenever she needs to power up, all she needs is a candle nearby, and she can absorb that energy. But my favorite, of course, she absorbed the energy of a nuclear blast. You can't even nuke Captain Marvel because she, she just vacuums up the energy and then saves it to blow you out with it later. So as rough and tough and powerful as Wonder Woman might be, and she is, Captain Marvel can absorb energy all day long, shoot it back tenfold at whatever she wants it to, and can fly better than Wonder Woman, quite honestly. As a result, this becomes a long-range battle that Wonder Woman is ill-equipped to win. And that's my point number two.
0: Wow. You know, I love Ray's way of explaining things and kind of adding some insane clown posse way of, of, of making it sound bigger and better. I'm just saying I'm a fan. of seeing Clown pies. I am the recently. ringmaster. It's crazy. All right, so let me push back a lot. First of all, Wonder Woman's been flying for decades. And I mean decades. She's also been flying at light speed for decades. Carol Danvers moves at what, Mach 5, maybe Mach 7 at her best. And Wonder Woman's flying at the speed of light, if not faster. There's no comparison speed between these two characters. Again, it's like Quicksilver versus The Flash. That's the same way of thinking about it this way. Uh, and these are just facts within DC and Marvel. Look, for these force fields, she's not known for her force fields. She may have a one-off or what have you, but this is not something she's known for. She's got very strong energy blasts. She can, I think she can like, destroy a mountain range with some effort, which is super impressive. Destroying a planet, that takes a lot out of her to do. It's not something she can do easily. She's got to ramp up. And even if she could, it's going to take a lot out of her and she's going to have to kind of regenerate that power more on that later. You know, and also she's got a huge problem with magical energy. This is the thing. She's not fighting a being who's using like, you know, regular physics type of energy. One woman's a magical being using magical energy to not just fuel her or power her, but also with her weapons and everything else. And magic is so hard for Carol Danvers to deal with that she has to team up with Doctor Strange to deal with it. That's a good tactical thing for her to do, but it's not something she can do in this battle. Magic absolutely weakens her, affects her, and can take her out in so many different ways. Now let me get to my point number two. And for my point number two, yeah, right, let's do this. Let's just talk about weapons, weapons, and even some armor. Let's do that. So Wonder Woman has many weapons as well as types of armor at her disposal. This is cool. Some are well known, some aren't. However, these are all part of Wonder Woman's current character continuity and have all helped her to either defeat, defend her or defend her from gods within the DC universe, as well as Superman class types of beings, including Superman. Let's go there right away. She's got the Lasso of Truth. I love this. Absolutely unbreakable. Has restrained characters as powerful as Superman, Shazam, and the Gods Ares and Hades, which means even the most powerful gods can't resist it. The lasso burns of course with a magical aura called the Fires of Hestia. This just forces everyone to kind of drop what they're doing, kind of stay confined within the lasso and tell 100% truth. The lasso can also restore lost memories, dispel illusions, heal Wonder Woman's, you know, heal Wonder Woman herself. It can also force someone to kind of calm down and take the fight out of someone. She's done this with Power Girl and Supergirl and other characters as well who are at least as powerful if not more powerful than Captain Marvel. It can also channel magical destructive energy. One time it destroyed a creature called Decay who could channel the power of death through herself, the character uh, Decay to kill literally anything. So Wonder woman channeled magical energy through her lasso to somehow destroy Decay. She just she destroyed Decay, the being don't know how it's worked, but it's magic, so it works. And this is something that she can use on uh, Captain Marvel in a whole bunch of different ways to trap her and to calm her down. Then there's Wonder Woman's golden tiara. This is really cool. It doubles as a bladed throwing weapon used for long distance attack or defense. She used it to slit Superman's throat, thereby getting a win over Superman. You know who was bloodless at the time. She and wanted to kill her. She also used to cut used to cut off the head of the god named deimos and she had this was a god combined with a demon and she just took the head off kind of highlander style it was great she has a powerful shield from zeus that protects her from any type of energy blast or punches from gods that are way more powerful than superman it can also be used in a really cool captain america way where she can throw it and you know use it to hit everything because she's a great trained fighter as well she's got her magical bracelets these are really cool of course they're going to deflect or reflect weapons and energy blasts of all types including This is my favorite dark sides. Omega beams look as powerful as Captain Marvel can get. They're not going to be dark sides. Omega beams that can, you know, erase you from existence or literally blow up a planet, whatever you want to do. And again, when they strike that we see this in movies, when she strikes her bracelets together, there's a concussive force that's so strong. It's strong enough to hurt Superman. Fun fact, Wonder Woman can also project energy blasts and lightning from them. So they're also powerful enough to damage Zeus himself. That's crazy. She can also attack from super far ranges, just like Ray was saying, but she's going to use magical blasts of energy to do it. She's also got a God-powered sword that's pretty much indestructible. It's so sharp. It can cut and kill Kryptonians and can easily split atoms. That's crazy. She also possesses, this is really cool, the Bolt of Zeus, which she can just summon and call whenever she needs it. She can use that as just a regular lightning bolt of crazy insane magical energy, and it destroys everything. It touches everything around it. And, you know, she can hold it, throw it, and it comes right back to her. It's very similar to what Thor was using in Thor Love and Thunder, except it seems like it's way more destructive to use. I'm going to keep going. She also has her gold armor, which is that, that eagle-themed winged armor she can summon. What does that do? Oh, I don't know. It only makes her even more powerful and more indestructible. It takes something equal to world-shattering force to harm her while she's wearing this armor, which she can magically can summon at any time. So with her little God-given weapons that can take out both gods and Superman, as well as armor that can power her up even more, it's pretty easy to see how they could do the same thing in terms of damage and destructive capability to Captain Marvel. All of that is my point number two.
1: Wow, James, did you just say that she does energy attacks? The one thing you should never do against Captain Marvel? So if Captain Marvel is able to keep her distance, which she will be able to, Wonder Woman's gonna have to resort to energy blasting her. It doesn't matter if the source of the energy is magical. The fact that it is energy means that she will be able to absorb it. Lightning is lightning. It doesn't matter where it originated from and Captain Marvel eats that on top of her frosted flakes instead of milk. She could also redistribute the energy inside her own body, which means that, I, I didn't mention it before, Captain Marvel has a healing factor equal to Wolverine's. You mentioned a healing factor on your side, well, I got a better one on mine. And why, if Wonder Woman is so great, does she have losses to such characters as Harley Quinn, Batwoman, Ra's al Ghul, Storm, and she has a loss against Spider-Man. Spider-Man just used his webs and kept gumming her up and then made it so that there was no light. So Wonder Woman who can't see in the dark and Spider-Man can essentially got Wonder Woman to take a knee because he has webs and darkness on his side. Wonder Woman is great, but if that's gonna beat her, Captain Marvel's gonna tank
0: her. I love it. You're pulling up Marvel and DC crossovers from the late '70s and early '80s. I love it when you said a president race to Canis, Not say I'm gonna do the same thing, but I'm gonna do the I'll beat same. You to thing. The punch on that because I know you. And I love how magical energy. Something anyway, all good stuff. Look, we are at the turning point, Mike. You've had a moment to ponder two points from both Ray and myself. Who do you think is ahead? And what does the other side have to do to pull out the victory?
2: Well, I mean, as much as you try to keep your predetermined notions out of uh, of fight like this, I, I think gener- Wonder Woman is a generational hero, right? Like my, my grandparents knew Wonder Woman um, and knew what she was about. And so it's this fight has always been about trying to prove that Captain Marvel can can punch up to that as much as you as you'd like it not to and honestly the magical array that wonder woman has at her disposal is the ultimate curveball to a character like captain marvel and i'm not necessarily convinced that Ray dispelled those doubts in my head. Um, the fact that, you know, physical energy is something that that, that Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers plays very well with is, is one thing, but mystical energy is something else. And that's what Diana deals with uh, when she takes the opportunity to make ranged attacks and fire blasts and things like that. Things that she doesn't do very often. Things that she doesn't have a need to do very often. But they are there at her disposal. Uh, So I I have to I have to say I am leaning more towards Diana after round two.
0: Wow. Okay. listen, I agree with this 100 percent, but we've seen what Ray Sicanis can do when he's slightly behind. That's when he's the most dangerous. He's wily. He is wily. The battle is heating up. We'll be right back for point number three. And we're back, Ray. It's time to get serious. Hit us with your point number three. Point number three, let's just talk about what takes Captain Marvel over the top,
1: Mike. And let's talk about why she will absolutely defeat Wonder Woman. First off, she has a seventh sense. We already know that her other physicals, you know, every other aspect of her is beyond high level superhero abilities but she reports having a seventh sense. I don't know where the sixth sense is, but she jumped straight to seven. That's how ridiculously powerful she is. That is a form of precognition and danger sense. It's basically Spidey sense cranked up to 11 by spinal tap. And it means that often when fighting against an opponent, she can know what they're going to do before they do it, and since her reaction speed is so off the charts, if if you know the move that the chess move your opponent's about to make, you can defeat them very easily if you are well-trained, which she is. She could predict every attack before Wonder Woman actually makes the attack, and then therefore dodge it easily, and counter it easily. She's a great fighter. I know Wonder Woman is also a great fighter. Captain Marvel wins battles against evenly matched opponents all the time. She's constantly facing doppelgangers or rogue with her power set and all these other battles against people who match her physically, and she's still able to overcome and win. Why? Because she is a better fighter than basically anybody else that she fights. But the big thing that I wanna talk about here is how Captain Marvel could take it up to 11. Because if she absorbs enough energy, if she takes enough damage, if she gets angry enough, she flips into binary form. Now binary form takes standard Captain Marvel, who in my mind already can hang with Wonder Woman, and then knocks that out of the park, again, cranking it up to 11 as well. She just absorbs energy, she fights in a battle, and then eventually, Once enough energy has passed through, boom! She's now glowing yellow binary form. That allows her to sense energy, which means that if she can sense energy, she knows more places she can absorb energy from. She's referred to herself as having the power of a star. In my mind, that star is the sun, but not the sun of this galaxy, the sun of some other galaxy that's a million times bigger and better than our sun, because I don't wanna take a risk with this statement. The thing I'm also saying is everything is amped up when she's in binary form. That includes her awareness, just naturally, which means her seventh sense, her precognition is also amped. So if she knew what Wonder Woman was gonna do one move ahead, in binary form, she probably knows three, four, five moves ahead. And she's fast enough, reactive enough, that as soon as Wonder Woman launches into one of these attacks, she's just gonna get out of the way and use it to her advantage. Let's face facts, Carol Danvers in binary form walked on the surface of the sun. Not since Smash Mouth told us it was possible did we know and Captain Marvel made it happen. She was also as the ability to somehow transmute people in binary form. The Brood Queen got her and messed with her mind, right? So she hit the Brood Queen with a blast and turned the Brood Queen into crystal, which also somehow shattered it, which also destroyed the planet that they were on. Planet-busting transmutation. Wonder Woman doesn't have an answer for that. And that's why, easily, Captain Marvel has wins over characters like Nuclear Man, Ant-Man at his highest point, Valkyrie, Iron Patriot, Ronan the Accuser, of course, and also Rogue, who was fully powered with her own powers. She was able to take out Rogue in that particular sense. So at the end of the day, you give Captain Marvel an evenly matched character And she defeats them and she does it with pure skill and the ability to transmute and the ability to go binary whenever the heck she needs to. And I guarantee in a matchup against Wonder Woman, eventually it's going to go to binary form. And when that happens, Wonder Woman will have no answers. And that's my point number three.
0: All right. A lot, a lot, a lot to push back on now, first of all. Yeah, I do think she's got this precognition, what have you. Danger sense, not so sure, because it really hasn't served her well, nor has it been really showcased within her character. But you know, if you want to say that there's a push, because Wonder Woman also has a magic-based precognition and danger sense that she she has, which helps her a lot in battle and helps her with her tactics and strategies as well. I think at best that's a push. I think Wonder Woman has better senses than that. Captain Marvel, by the way, she's not a great fighter. She's not. I think she at best she's a good brawler, I'm going to get into this more on my point number three, but yeah, compared to Wonder Woman, 5,000 years of Amazonian training, yeah, you're not comparing apples to apples you your race to Canis. By the way, uh, binary is a cool thing, but that happens if she absorbs enough energy, the you know, enough energy she can use, and she can't hold that form for really a long period of time. Again, I'll get into more of that later. By the way, it takes a lot out of her and takes forever to you know, recover from it. And then finally, transmuting Wonder Woman yeah, I already said that's not going to work because Wonder Woman can already is already proof or durable against reality warping and time manipulation. It doesn't work on her, for so, especially the reality warping, for some reason. So, yeah, try to transmute her. It's not going to do a thing. Now, let me get to my point number three. For My point number three, let's talk about Wonder Woman's fighting skills, her wins, her upgrades, and Captain Marvel's weaknesses. Now, Wonder Woman is what you get when you put 5,000 years of fighting training with someone who has a power set similar to Superman's and a warrior's attitude of not holding back with a whole lot of magic and God given weapons added into it. So just how good of a fighter is she again, trained for thousands of years in order to see analyze and instantly devise plans to take out opponents ranging from gods of the Greek pantheon to Superman level villains to universe destroying, at least galaxy destroying creatures. There's literally nothing Captain Marvel can do that. Wonder woman hasn't seen many, many times and many different and more powerful variations Sure, she can go binary. Awesome. We've seen a sun dip Superman. We've seen Zeus kind of go Super Saiyan. These are things she's dealt with and overcome. Good luck with that, Captain Marvel. But what's really interesting, it's her ability to fight, or more specifically, her combat speed. This ability of hers enables her to fight at faster than light speed, you know, at her high level of 5,000 years of training. It's so good that even Batman agrees that she can fight better and fight faster than Superman ever could. And thanks to that and her other ability, she's got some incredible wins. She's fought and beaten The Flash, Martian Manhunter, Plastic Man, and Black Canary at the same time, all while blindfolded as a training exercise, and she took them all out. That is crazy. She's beaten Superman, as in took out a bloodlusted, mind-controlled Superman who wanted to kill her, where she had to stop him by cutting his throat with her tiara, slit slit his throat, and if she can tag Superman at super speed, slash his throat to stop him, she can definitely do that to Captain Marvel. She's taken out Green Lantern, who has way better power manipulation projecting abilities than Captain Marvel does. Did I mention she's beaten Superman a number of times? Because she did. She's beaten Hercules, all types of kaiju-sized superpower demons and monsters. She's taken out invading space armies by herself, demon hordes, even has Hades, the Lord of Hell, afraid of her because that's crazy. She killed Ares, you know, the God of War, because why not? She beat the Juggernaut in a Marvel DC crossover, the actual Juggernaut from Marvel, with one punch that was so strong that it tore his helmet off of his head and knocked him out cold. Again, with one punch. She's even beaten Power Girl and Supergirl. Now, when you take Captain Marvel, a lot of people say it's Wonder Woman, that's her equivalent. I actually think Supergirl's a little bit closer. She was kind of trained in the military on Krypton and what have you, and has a lot of attitude to her. I think that's more of the equivalent, but more on that later, she beat both. Power Girl and Super Girl, where she on separate occasions, she outfought both of them, then tied both of them up with her lasso in each fight. And with her lasso, she then controlled their minds and comm- commanded them to stop fighting completely. And if all that was enough, she's got some upgrades also available to her. She can tap into the power of Zeus, which will give her an immediate massive upgrade to all of her powers. I guess that's similar to how she goes by bin- uh, Captain Marvel goes binary. Here's a fun one that uh, Captain Marvel can't do. One woman can call on the God wave which lasts a short time but acts very similar to Goku's Kaioken technique from Dragon Ball Z, where her powers are exponentially multiplied. With a god wave, she can fight and even beat beings who are strong enough to destroy reality. And if that was enough, here we go. If she takes off her bracelets, she becomes ten times more powerful. Yeah, she wears her bracelets to dampen her powers so that she doesn't accidentally kill everyone on Earth. But if she needs it and the stakes are high enough, She's taking him off to wreck everything in her path, especially that opponent she needs to take out. Let's talk about Captain Marvel's weaknesses. She actually has a pretty bad win-loss record against opponents who are weaker than her. Check this out. She lost, as in lost outright, to Cyclops. She lost to Spider-Man, as in got dropped by Spider-Man completely. She lost to Gamora, who is weaker than Spider-Man, but a really good fighter. And Gamora beat Captain Marvel in a fight, but there's more. That was when Captain Marvel had the reality stone on her. That's right. Gamora physically beat a reality stone using Captain Marvel. And she's not as strong as Spider-Man, but she's an insanely great and talented and skilled fighter. This is one of my favorites. She got one-shotted by the least powerful version of the Hulk, a Hulk called the Calm Hulk. And what happened was Captain Marvel came down and started raining down thunderous punches on the Hulk. And the Hulk's just sitting there going like, okay, okay. And Captain Marvel's tired and she stops. And the Hulk just looks at her and says, feel better? And then just gives her one shot and pummels her through several buildings throughout New York because that's what he does. Also, the more she uses her powers at high level, especially binary, the more she depletes them, the quicker she depletes. And once that happens, it takes her anywhere from many hours to days to recharge. I've already established this. Wonder Woman's got stamina for years, many years. That's not the case for Captain Marvel. Fun fact, this is a big one. Captain Marvel has no defense to mind control, brainwashing, bodily possession, There are many examples of this, but my favorite was when a telepath named Shadow King easily entered her mind telepathically, took control of her body as well. Captain Marvel was just rendered helpless at his guy's peril, like like mercy right away, which is why she's going to lose. Wonder Woman represents that Superman level power with more fighting skill than Captain Marvel has ever faced, who has that God level thing that she can do. And this is what she's going to do with that lasso. They're going to have a massive fight. She might go binary. Then Wonder Woman calls on the God wave. Summons that power of Zeus, takes off her bridges, whatever it is, boom, boom, boom. Uses this unbreakable lasso What she's done with Power Girl and Super Girl. She's going to bind her up, tie her up, give that telepathic or magical command going into Captain Marvel's mind. She's already been possessed. She's her, her. She has no defense to mind control. And that's where woman says, stop fighting, stop fighting. She might hit her again, whatever. Stop fighting. She's actually going to get Binary or Captain Marvel, whoever it is, to stop. And that's how she's going to win this fight because she's going to respect the heck out of someone like Captain Marvel. There are so many other ways she could win physically as well, blood the armor and what have you, but that's probably how it's going to happen. All that put together is my point number three.
1: James, so much of what you said was quite patently ridiculous. First off, the magic. I can appreciate magical energy is something that Captain Marvel has trouble with, but Wonder Woman's not exactly a known magic user. She's not Doctor Strange Dr. Fate, Zatanna, Constantine, she's not a wizard per se. She is somebody who uses magical items to create in-world reality effects. And to me, that is a very different source of energy. And I think that is a distinction that must be made and talking about losses of course Captain Marvel and some of these are very outlandish that you mentioned deep outliers might I add the Gamora thing is a whole storyline where essentially Gamora takes out like every reality or every uh, Infinity Stone user to have her own thing it was a bunch of silliness we've seen the same thing out of Catwoman and before uh, whatever but losses that Wonder Woman legitimately have involved, you know of course Aquaman she loses to Aquaman who talks to fish She's gonna lose to Captain Marvel, Superman, of course. Martian Manhunter, Bizarro's taking her out. He's not exactly a mental giant. And not only did I mention before, Batwoman took her out with her own lasso, outrageous. Swamp Thing was able to incapacitate her with vines, and she didn't even put up a fight against it. But also, she lost against Jax. Who's Jax? That's Jackson from the Mortal Kombat series. She lost to Jax, for God's sakes hardly a character worthy of her scorpion too but he's at least a little bit better but when you lose to Jax, you can't beat captain marvel
0: oh that's it okay gotcha all
1: right well that's uh that's an interesting need point. i
0: say more you, you could i'm surprised you're not but all of that is good i because... don't need six and a half minutes to make my points james gabsy this isn't season two were you including the rebuttal in that six minutes because my rebuttal was fantastic Definitely All right, not. listen, Mike, you've heard three points from both Ray and myself. It's time for you to make a decision. But before we get to what Mike has to say, let's celebrate the Hoodwin Patriot of the week. Every week we choose one of our amazing members of the Hoodwin Show's Patreon community and put them in a battle. Ray, which patron do we have today? Today, we're going uh, back with the patron
1: who's been with us for a little while now. Obviously, a friend of the show used to make videos for us. Matthew
0: Dawson is back in the spotlight. Ooh, when you have someone like Matthew Dawson who is created and continues to create magic, you need a magical character who thinks outside of the box, take him on. We may have had him on this show before. Screw it, we're doing it. Let's have Matthew Dawson fight Beetlejuice.
1: Beetlejuice, now that is a controversial episode of this show, and I'll just say right now, Matthew Dawson, congratulations, we'll be getting married, as far as I know, later this year, and Beetlejuice loves one thing, it's a wedding, because he likes to crash it, And he tries to steal the bride. So I envision a scenario where he is at the altar. Matthew Dawson is ready to say his vows, looking fantastic. Whether they're on a beach in some sort of ancient Roman church, I don't know. But I do know this. Beetlejuice will show up somehow. He finds his way into this establishment wherever it is. And he starts reality warping the world around him in a way that would easily defeat the Ghostbusters, might I add. And he would start making changes to the world. And Matthew Dawson will see what's going on. He's written enough superhero stories. He's written enough audio dramas. He knows at the end of the day when something is amiss. And he immediately is going to look over. He's going to see Beetlejuice. And he's going to say, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice is going to try to throw a thing on him. He's going to unzip the mouth. He's going to say, Beetlejuice, a second time. And he's has got get the iron plate over his mouth. But then his lovely bride, will step in and say Beetlejuice for the third time. Didn't see that coming, did you, Beetlejuice? He gets banished. The wedding continues. And everyone is happy in Michigan.
0: So you're telling me Matthew Dawson needs outside interference from his soon-to-be wife to be Beetlejuice? All I got to say is outside interference is absolutely allowed when it comes to fiancés and wives because they're never wrong. That's all I'm trying to say. Congratulations, Matthew Dawson, on everything, by the way. Awesome human being. Remember, you two can become a celebrated page from the week. All you have to do is go to patreon.com/slash who would win show and sign up, and you may be featured in an upcoming episode of Who Would Win. Now, James, what is marriage if not outside interference? Wow. I I don't know how to answer that without both of us being in danger. So I'm just not gonna answer that. It's probably all for right. The best. Listen, Mike, it's time for your decision. Take us through your process, tell us a story, if you will, and reveal who you think wins this battle between Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel.
2: I'm gonna first. Just give kudos to Ray on that that last statement there. Uh, as a formerly married person who can get in no trouble, I think that summed up the entire institution extremely well. So bravo to that, sir. Thank you. Wow, um, thank you. Well done. Now, as far as the, today's episode goes, I, I have to say I, I've thoroughly enjoyed listening to you guys uh, argue this, and I do enjoy, too, how you've built those arguments to crescendos like a comic book story would in that you you started off with just sheer physical abilities and then we got into to gimmicks and weapons and then we we finally get down to the nitty gritty of of just skill and end game tactics so it's it's really it's wonderful it's like it's like watching an episode of a, of an animated show with these two characters duking it out together but i do have to say at the end of the day uh the Care Bear Cousins can shoot lasers out of their stomachs and the biscuits are just small dogs. So I, I have to go with Care Bear Cousins.
1: Finally. Um, finally I can that I get mean, this makes win. so much sense. Thank you.
0: This tracks a hundred percent. Wait a minute.
1: I'm getting hold on, I'm getting a buzzing in my ear. That's not the battle they're hoping you judge today, Mike. Oh, um, okay. Uh, our okay. producers are hitting me up. Actually, they're very angry at you for making that reference. So I We should... just lost
0: five sponsors, by the way. Oh,
2: oh, I'm sorry, guys. I, I, I can't, uh, I can't replace that monetary value, but I can send along some Burger King coupons. They are, they are good anywhere in the Indianapolis area. So, uh, they're valuable coupons. But, but seriously, though. <laughs> You, you knew I couldn't get through this without coming back to Care Bear Cousins versus Biscuits. But uh, to get back to the nitty gritty, as I said last break, this has always been about uh, you, you can't separate Wonder Woman from DC mythos, right? You're you're dealing with one of the most powerful, if not the most powerful, all-around hero in in that canon. It, 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 look, I mean, if Su- Superman is the standard bearer, and this is somebody who can go toe-to-toe with Superman. And not not blink. So I don't think that's too far out of the the realm of uh, of comparison. There, the beginning of this fight, Ray had a bit of an uphill battle, unfortunately, in in that he's got to prove Captain Marvel as being of that class. I tell you, you 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 came strong on point number three, Ray. Binary form is is not something that a lot of casual fans even remember a, at the time, and and so that is a a big decider. In regards to where this fight can go. But I think James did a a very good job of pulling similar rabbits out of the hat in in regards to how Diana would counter an attack like that. At the end of the day, uh, I I like James's point, Diana is a 5,000-year-old warrior. She is born and bred to do this. Uh, Carol is an excellent soldier, but at the end of the day, she's a normal woman who, who picked that somewhere up along the line, her, her 15 years of combat experience, even if she is an excellent human fighter in that 15 years of, of trained experience, that is nothing on, on being an Amazon with millennia under her belt. So I I had to continue to give an edge to, to wonder woman there. And ultimately Ray, I mean, I know I, I put it on your plate to, to make the comeback there. You You put up a great, fight here but I have to give the edge to Princess Diana of Themyscira Uh, Wonder Woman is the winner of this battle
0: and there you have it by the way little sidebar I don't think Wonder Woman's ever won a battle on the Who Would Win show yet and today she gets that much needed that much deserved victory over a great opponent Captain Marvel repped beautifully by Ray's Stecanus I'm about to go celebrate Legion of Audience, find me in Los Angeles. We're hitting up some club. Drinks are on Ray. We're gonna go crazy. But before we do that, let's find out. Race to you put up another great debate. Tell the Legion of Audience, our fan base, how you're feeling right now.
1: Uh, Captain, I'll say right now, Wonder Woman did uh, lose uh, her original first battle. I believe the only time she's been on the show before against Deadpool, and that
0: was absolutely the correct decision. What was the uh, second time? She she lost incorrectly to Deadpool, and it was a really insane battle against Bayonetta. I was just thinking about
1: Bayonetta the other day, and I should have remembered that great victory that she had over Wonder Woman, who should be 0-3 on this day. She should be Master Chief, quite honestly, but she's not. She's John Wick, because she got her redemption, I don't think that she necessarily should have gotten her redemption in this battle. I'll just say right now, I think that Captain Marvel would also beat Deadpool and Deadpool beats Wonder Woman. Ergo, there we are. I haven't been this disappointed since Jameer Gibbs fumbled in the NFC Championship game. I don't know where else to go. I don't know what else to say. This is an outrageous decision.
0: Brilliant decision by Mike. Mike, this is your first episode of the Who Would Win Show. And you are absolutely fantastic. Love your dry wit. Love your insight. Love your logic, by the way. Please do all of us a favor and come back on the show in the meantime. And until that wonderful day that you're back on as a judge, please tell the Legion of Audience, our fan base, where they can find you online.
2: You can find us wherever you get your fine social media product. Uh, we are on Facebook at What's on Joe Mind. We are on the tweet site with uh, W O J M podcast. We are on threads and Instagram at what's on Joe mind, just all spelled out. Uh, you can find us on uh, blue sky as well at what's on Joe mind dot, whatever else they put on the end of their, their bits there. You, and of course the big show is on Tuesday nights at nine o'clock Eastern time on YouTube. We sit around and prattle for two, two and a half hours, all about the ins and outs and the, the, the people of the wonderful hobby that we call GI Joe. Uh, and and then again, you can find the audio wherever you get your podcasts afterwards. Uh, usually uh, for a Tuesday episode, I will get that audio posted that Friday. So if you're, if you're not a YouTube person, wherever your podcasts are gotten, you can get what's on Joe mind.
0: I love it. All right, Ray, again, this was a tough battle. You did a great job. You lost. But still, valiant effort on your part. Please tell our listeners where they can find you.
1: Disappointment carries many forms. You know, I mentioned the football form earlier today. I would argue, Mike, that this decision is equal in disappointment to me not getting a USS flag for Christmas at any point during my childhood or, nay, adulthood.
2: I, I think in that's fact, fair, right? I think that's fair.
1: Never getting a USS flag. One of the greatest regrets of my entire life, given that back in the day, it was like a oh, hundred, hundred and fifty $150. Now it's $50,000 to get one. I would argue that my parents should have dropped the hammer and get me one before. And it is a misery. I will take with me forever. Alongside this loss of captain Marvel to wonder woman. I have defeated her twice with two great characters, a third time should have easily happened, materialized, and yet here I sit, somehow in the defeated chair. I need a new chair. (laughs) You can find me on threads, the only social media site, at AlmightyRay316. I'm going to need to play 17 or 18 games of Final Girl in order to get over this wonderful board game. Check it out. Unpaid plug. Yeah, I'm ending this with an unpaid plug. Sue me. Better help.
0: Ooh. I, uh, by the way, Ray, I got two I got two USS flags just because my kids Don't wanted you me even. to have something. Don't you even. I did, and I'm so sorry. I threw out the other one because I just didn't want to. You know, like, you know how every Tuesday you go through my garbage, you may find a little... Anyway, you can find me on X, a.k.a. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by typing in at James You remember to join the official Who Would Win Facebook group to make a suggestion for a matchup for the show and to be part of our growing community. You can also find us on Instagram and TikTok at Who Would Win Show. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you go for your podcasts. On behalf of myself, Racy Canis, and the rest of the amazing Who Would Win production team, thank you once again for checking out another episode of Who Would Win. We'll see you next time. Hey gang, I hope you enjoyed this episode and love listening to the show as much as we enjoyed making it. Quick reminder that you can support us by going to patreon.com slash right now. Okay, gotta prepare for next week's episode. Hope the rest of your day is full of wins.
1: Remember crying when Optimus Prime died? Or the days when every series had a ham-fisted anti-drug episode? Or when you wrote fan fiction about how the Animaniacs were so hot in that water tower so they took off all their clothes and they started... No! No,
2: different podcast.
1: This one is Knowing is Half the Podcast, a show devoted to the best and worst animated memories of your childhood. Every week we recap a cartoon from the past to see if they're as good as you remember. They're not. What are you talking about? They're great! You're both wrong. None of them get good until they're in a water tower. No! No.
0: And Knowing is Half the
1: Podcast.